everyone, and welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. Today, joining me on the show is international model and activist, Allison Kimball. Allison, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking with you because I, I, I'm interested to hear your perspective because I think, one, the modeling industry is very complex and I think people don't realize that. But more yeah. so, I think, you know, after the year that people had last year, and I feel like I've talked about this on every episode so far, but it's hard to not talk about it. I just think entering into kind of a new phase of positivity, but more importantly, body positivity is something that we really should focus focus on this year. You know, I, I, people joke, you know, you go to college, you get the freshman 15. People have been joking about getting the quarantine 15. And, and I know it's probably affected people's self-esteem, you know, when it comes to just being around people or even on social media. But even before we kind of get into that and kind of like what your ethos is surrounding modeling and social media, I want to know your story, you know, just how you got to this point in your career, why you chose modeling. So take us back to the beginning. Oh, I would love to. Okay, so I started modeling when I was just 12 years old, um, and it was completely on my own. So it was a little bit different than... um, I would say children that were kind of raised in the industry because usually if kids are starting with like, you know, like baby gap or things like that when they're really young, um, it's usually kind of implemented into them from their parents and their parents kind of already knowing a little bit of the ins and outs of the industry. But for me, that was not the case at all. My parents actually didn't even really approve of modeling at all. They kind of didn't know much about it. They were just very skeptical, obviously, like wanted to keep me safe, Um, had no industry in, I mean, no interest in the industry at all. And um, so it was all kind of like me discovering this interest on my own. So when I was 12, I was doing a photo shoot that I found out about through Instagram. And I was a senior portrait photographer, actually, which is pretty funny because I was literally 12 years old (laughs) shooting if I was like a high school senior already. And then at one of those really fun photo shoots I was just doing just for fun, there was an agency scout for a local agency, just like where I was growing up. So um, they they wanted to sign me. And of course, I was like, yes, because I like at at the time, like after I had done a couple of shoots, I was already super interested. And I was like, I want to do this. I love it. I have such a natural like passion for it already. I was like, literally like beaming every time I go to one of these little shoots that my parents bring me to. So then I got signed to a small agency and then it kind of grew from there. So then I got scouted from a little bit of a bigger agency for a local city. And then when I was, I didn't think I turned 18. I think I was like just about to turn 18 was when I was in contact with Wilhelmina agency, which was Mm -hmm. my New York city agency, which the the biggest one out of them all and then that's when I decided to move to New York City right when I turned 18 so like I was literally still in high school I was a high school senior and I was doing a school to career program so I was still in high school and living in New York City which is absolutely wild so that's kind of a little bit of a summarization of where I am right now and how that led to where I am I love that I love that and I love that you've kind of grown through social media as far as you know how your careers go so what are some of the things that you feel like you've seen drastically change because you started so young and like at this point in your career I mean you know we see all industries change over the years and we've probably even seen industries change just in the last year but specifically for you what is what are some things that you've seen like drastically change since you started um wow like the industry has evolved like an insane amount from when I started and especially I would say in the last like three years even and when is when I've noticed the most change and 
maybe it's just because I'm the most aware, but I think even the last 10 years, it has completely evolved. Like it is so much more healthier and diverse and accepting and less judgmental. And it's just an all around better industry to be in now. I mean, there's still obviously like little odds and ends of like, just not having the like necessary acceptance that should be at hand, like with um, the weight situation still, like they still mm-hmm. are working models that are certain weights or for me, it was always a big height issue because I am a lot smaller than the standard, you know, like runway size, mm-hmm. but I didn't even have any interest in doing runway modeling. I just wanted to model in general. And it has honestly gotten easier and easier every year of modeling for me because at first it was hard because a like going through like being like 12 13 14 15 like I'm growing up I'm changing you know like I'm already dealing with a lot of natural insecurity in that age frame as a growing girl right of course oh my gosh like having that just like in school and in general being a normal kid having that already and then throwing the modeling industry on top of that was like blowing me away it was like super hard to deal with so I had to like build up a really big tolerance and really thick skin to yeah. kind of get through that. And, and yeah, so it's gotten a lot easier. Um, and I used to always kind of like nitpick at myself, I would say, and like really try and conform to the way that I thought they wanted to see me as and like certain way my hair, like I would even like straighten my hair a ton. Like I wanted to be like super like sleek and just like that kind of model. But then yeah, like, yeah. no, that's not me at all. So it took a lot of evolving and I feel like I've really grown to accept myself very recently in the past two years, which mm-hmm. is like not that long of a time span but in the past two years especially I've noticed so much growth with like my self-acceptance just like for me personally and like the way I look and like I don't feel the need to you know pile on tons of makeup every morning like I used to feel like I always had to do that for like just to be accepted so it's a lot different now you know you touch on something because I think I mean obviously as females we know this but going through you know, junior high and high school as a teenager it's in general that is just a tumultuous time in your life. So for you to add modeling and getting into the entertainment industry, how did you manage to still kind of keep your youthfulness about you and still enjoy being a teenager despite being thrown into this industry? Uh, So that was actually really easy for me um, because I like doing sports and I like doing like activities at school and stuff, which was nice, but it wasn't my life. Like I didn't like put all my eggs in one basket, I would say. So I didn't like really let all my priorities lay in um, extracurricular school activities. I had Mm -hmm. a lot of things outside of school. So balancing all of the things I had outside of school, like just hobbies and fun things and sports that weren't through my school in general helped me because I kind of had a sense of being in the real world and it almost wasn't as sheltered. Um, So that helped me a lot. And also where I grew up is in Massachusetts. So that's like always been my home base. So Mm -hmm. even if I would like be shooting in New York City or traveling or like doing all these like glitz and glam like big city shoots I would always have my like outdoorsy you know like beach lifestyle to come back to and that's kept me really grounded and that's super important to me like I always need to be near the beach I love being outside I love just like being able to be in nature and explore and like super adventurous so that's like really important to me so that's definitely 
how I've stayed grounded, like that's, growing up even now still. That's wonderful. And I think it's very important, no matter what industry you're in, to find kind of that one thing mm-hmm. that can take you away, whether it is, you know, you know, being outside or even like cooking or just something simple yeah, that just takes sure. your mind off. Cause we all need to stay centered, you know, in this crazy world and everything that we're getting involved in. So I love that you were able to find that. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about social media now, because everyone knows there's pros and cons to social media, you know, but it, in the entertainment industry and the modeling industry, of course, you know, it is a very vital part of those careers. And how have you managed to figure out how to present yourself on social media in a positive way and stay true to yourself? But also you are a model and and there's clearly that is an incredible career, but I think there probably is an expectation for how you present yourself in that way. So how have you, how have you managed to just kind of navigate social media in that sense? Oh boy. So it has not been easy, but it's easier when you kind of like crack the code, I'd say. Um, And how I've discovered that was pretty recently. And it's honestly just not putting in as much effort as I thought I needed to put in and really just allowing myself to just completely be me unfiltered, just organic, naturally, like posting when I want to post, not really having like a posting schedule. Cause I figured out that things like that don't work well for me mm. because I don't, I'm not like a blogger or anything like that, where it would be beneficial to me to kind of have like set schedules and certain themes and things like that. Like, that's just not what I'm naturally passionate about. Like I can't really like implement that type of structure to my social media. And I wouldn't even be portraying myself as I truly am. So I feel like I would be kind of putting up a facade and I, I noticed that I don't want to do that because even when I do kind of try to stick with a certain theme and just kind of like have it look aesthetically pleasing for other people, it's not satisfying for myself. And it feels like I'm kind of letting myself down because I'm like, oh, like this isn't even me. And then as for the modeling things, that was actually really tough because like I'm really proud of it, of like all my shoots and I love being a model. It's so fun. I love it. But then also like some of it doesn't really portray like me as a person because it's like, like I said, it's like big, like city girl, like all like glammed up, like full makeup full hair which I love but then if I'm just posting like all that on my Instagram that's all you see of me then that's what people are gonna think I am like 100% of the time and it's like it's so hard so then I try to put in a little bit of like me like doing things I like like snowboarding or surfing and just like doing things that like I'm doing just as often as I'm modeling you know it's like the balance of like my actual life so it's like, it's all about finding a balance and just kind of like trusting my gut. And then when I feel like posting, I'll post. And if I don't have anything to post, if I don't feel like, I just don't feel like posting, then I, I won't force it. I won't like try and establish like this just for an audience. Like I always right. just do it, I please, which is right. like a really big form of putting myself first. Have you found in your experience that it's been a more positive experience or a negative experience? Um, I think there's definitely ups and downs. Uh, it wouldn't be right of me to label it as good or bad because I have gotten so many wonderful opportunities from social media and I'm really grateful for those, but also it has like affected my mental health at some points. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I can't say it's all like rainbows and butterflies because if I'm being honest, it has not been, and it does get to me sometimes. Um, I feel like it would get to anybody, but I would say now I know when things will trigger me or if like, just, I just really try to only stay true to myself. And, um, I kind of identify the triggers of what 
um, I notice like patterns and things coming up of like when it will start to affect my mental health. And like, then I kind of take a step back and I'm like, I put myself in the real world world for a little bit. And then that usually helps me. Yeah. I think having self-awareness is one of the most important things just in general, but specifically when you're going through, when you're working in this industry, because not having that self-awareness, it definitely could start to kind of impede you a little bit. So I'm, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's really wonderful. So let's, let's kind of pull back the veil a little bit on the industry. You know, what are some things that you wish that they addressed more? (sighs) Eating. And I know that, and I say that with like such a strong heart because yes, there is a lot of kind of like exposed parts of the industry with like eating disorders and certain companies not accepting you the way you are and like things like that but it's like more we need more so like I it's evolving but it hasn't evolved enough for my liking or for the mental health of other models yet um and I noticed that when I was in New York and I'd be at castings I didn't have terrible experiences in New York because my agency and my agents were very good at kind of like protecting me I'd say um and they're just very accepting they understand what's right and what's wrong and they are amazing but I have heard horror stories from other girls about these agents and stuff you know straight up telling them like you need to be x weight by this Mm. time and like these girls having to go through these awful awful patterns and like it just absolutely deteriorating them from the inside out and it's so sad even like changing their physical appearance like literally I remember talking to this girl in the elevator one time and she was like yeah this new agency I have like I love them they get me the work I want but they have these meetings with me every week and last week they told me I need to get even skinnier and she was like this is the skinniest I've been by like 25 pounds and then she was like and they made me chop my hair into a pixie cut and I didn't want to do it and I was crying and like all this stuff that is just like shocking to me to still see that it's like this industry that like portrays itself as so like high up and just like beautiful like the epitome of like women's beauty especially like just in this industry and it's like no like there's so much more and it's like there just needs to be more acceptance and like yes I've seen change but like I can imagine what it was like before that like even in the 90s and stuff too like just how it was so like romanticized almost to just be like this super skinny skinny stick thin and like girls that don't naturally have bodies like that like them having to try to get to that it's like a whole nother story and like I understand if it was girls that naturally had that body shape that body figure and like them being like told they're beautiful because they are but like having to be something you're not is where it gets ugly and that's where it's like a big gray area that I just can't stand. And it's so interesting to me because, you know, obviously you're selling beauty, so to speak, but I think people want to see themselves more often than not. And when you look at these really, really stick thin, and again, like you said, some people are just naturally made that way and that's completely fine. But I think you want to make sure that there's representation all across the board and people want to see themselves, you know, in those magazines and in those print ads. So what I love about you and something that you said is that you want to portray yourself as a new kind of model, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Cause I love that phrase. And, and what made you think to say that? Like, why do you feel that that's the route that you want to go? 
So I realized that there really haven't been many breakthrough shorter models. And that's when I realized, I was like, okay, that makes me a little different. Um, I used to think it was the worst thing in the world. And it used to just be so difficult for me because it would be casting after casting after casting where they would just not even want to look at me because they'd be like too short, like, no, go home. And like stuff like that. And I'm like, what the heck, man? Yeah. Like, I that's when I realized I was like I am so passionate about modeling and like I know in my heart and soul that I can model I know that I can go and crush these shoots just as good as these as these tall models so like why does it make me any less that I'm shorter like it's so weird and it's like and that was definitely the turning point for me. And also it was that I didn't want to have to worry about my weight. I just wanted to have to worry about being healthy. Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, I want to be a new model because I want to see my body as this athletic because I am naturally super athletically built. I'm not like skinny. I don't have like natural, like um, hourglass figure or anything. Like I'm very boxy, but I like that about myself because it's different. It's like almost seen as unconventional unless it's a fitness model but I want to steer away from just modeling for fitness I want to normalize all different types of bodies and I was like okay I have to say I can you know like push through these standards and get to where I want to be and that's what I've been doing and that's where I am that's why I am here now and it's like now I'll go to um you know more castings more shoots meet with more clients and they'll kind of have a new found sense of respect because they know what I'm capable of and I feel like I had to prove that but in the future I just hope that models won't have to prove that like I did I feel like it will just be you know given naturally because there are so many different types of models that are so gorgeous and like it's like different weights are beautiful and like any different, like just people in general are beautiful. And it's like, it just stinks that like, like I'm so passionate about this. Like I'm literally over here. Like, I love it. I love it. No, like people are, can photograph so well. And just because they're not like a certain standard or like a certain size, like anything, they don't have certain like eyebrows like even like little tiny things that get nitpicked in the industry it's like no like those are literally like the most beautiful traits and they'll photograph well they'll sell the clothes like so fast they'll literally like market like the companies and the brands the clothing the jewelry the perfume whatever like so much better it's Mm -hmm. like I'm so passionate about that. I know. I love your passion. I love your passion. And I, and I, for the pictures that I've seen and and browsing your Instagram, I think that shows through your work. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing, of course. So you, you said that one of the things you wish they addressed more was eating, but what is something that you actually think that they do well in, in terms of addressing when it comes to the modeling industry? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, let me think. I don't just want to like, like <laughs> say the industry is the worst thing ever, but yeah. I'm like, oh no, I'm really having a hard time thinking of this. Yeah. Let me think. Well, with my experiences firsthand, I can't like say this like collectively because I've obviously had ups and downs, but for my experience personally, I would say with my agency, they have been good about my weight fluctuating. And I say fluctuating because my weight was a lot different. And then I lost like healthy weight because I was like running and doing more things like that. And like my body was just really, really changing. Um, And I wasn't trying for it to change or anything. And they were totally okay with my measurements differentiating like this much Mm -hmm. and like really fluctuating. And like, 
even like my, the sh like the size of my thighs and things like that. And like, I wouldn't be the same, um, like standard sizing for like regular, um, clients that have like set sizes for certain models. And that's why they booked the models. But like I had bigger sizes and then had smaller sizes, but they were so good about it. Cause then they just send me to clients that catered to bigger sizes when I was a little bit bigger. And I say bigger because I had a really weird fluctuation of my weight, um, last January. So about a year ago, Ago, I weighed 28 pounds more than I do now, which is pretty like it was just different for me. And but now I am so much stronger. I am so much more athletic, ath like athletically capable, mm -hmm. I would say. And I'm just more fit. But it was just weird because like I was fit then and I was doing a lot of boxing and like a lot of that kind of like hard working out. But now like they are just as accepting now of my body as they were then. Mm -hmm. And they didn't see it as bad. They didn't see it as negative. They just took my measurements and like didn't say anything, like did not care. Um and that felt really good because I remember being a little bit scared one day to go into the agency and get my measurements taken. Mm. I was kind of feeling a little bit like in my head, a little insecure. I was really worried and worked up about it, getting a lot of anxiety. And um, I just remember them measuring me and just being like, no, you're a good size right now. Like, we'll just send you these clients. Like, they're going to love you. Like, and I was like, that's all I wanted to hear. Like, so nice. And I was so happy that day. So that's really encouraging. It's good. Sounds like you have a good team with you because I can only imagine that there are certain girls or even males that don't get that sort of support yeah. from the agencies okay. that they're with, you know, and it's that's hard. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. I've seen it also like a couple of my um, male model friends, I think they might have it a little bit harder in the acceptance realm. Um, Cause there just hasn't been as much um, like openness to it for male models. So I feel bad for, for them too, because like they, like, I just feel like it hasn't expanded enough into the male modeling industry yet, which mm. is sad to say, but they're definitely evolving still. But from what I've seen, like, they're still, like, super, super, like, cutthroat, and it's, like, not the best. So when it comes to bo body positivity and being a huge advocate for it, would you say that the reason you've chosen to be a, a, an advocate for body positivity, is it based mostly on your personal experience or just what you've seen with other people that you know that are within the industry or is it a little combo of both? I think it's definitely both, but I would honestly say that it's more based on my personal experiences because the things I had to go through and deal with completely on my own on my journey through this industry just absolutely like for lack of better words wrecked me like mm. completely stomped me into the ground just the absolute worst like darkest of days I went through so difficult to go through and for me to you know build up that tough skin and go through that it just allowed me to really expand my outlook on a lot. So that like bred this like natural passion in me to just like want that to change and for other girls not to have to go through that. And I'm just trying to do that like person by person by person. So I try to be super mindful and super just like aware and just really practicing mindfulness when I'm talking to other models or if someone comes to me and asks me questions about the industry because like I've been on the other side and I know how it is. And for people to come to me or feel comfortable enough to ask questions in general is really important. So like I like hold such high respect for people, anybody that will come, for, come to me or 
just want to grow and kind of get out of like the little dark patches. So like, I always choose to see that in other people just because I've always seen it in myself. So yeah, I feel like you're definitely setting yourself up to be a very good role model for a lot of people. Of course. I love, I love it. But who have you looked up to as you've been going through this industry? Cause you've been a part of it for such a long time. So who are people that have really inspired you? Oh my gosh. Um, there's so many, there really is. I really admire, um, sports illustrated just as a whole, um, because the work they have done with, um, like acceptance of all bodies is Mm -hmm. so beautiful. And I really, really admire them. I have so much respect for them. They do such a good job of just getting everybody involved and showing off real beauty, like raw beauty, like literally like unedited photos they have just gone above and beyond and earned so much respect from so many people Mm -hmm. um so I think that's a massive influence for me that's kind of been by my side through my whole journey um and then also I would say a lot of female businesswomen too. Um, And I say that because I've always been interested in more than modeling and I love modeling, but I also like all the business stuff behind modeling. And I think that I have a very like entrepreneurial mindset and I've always wanted to create more. Like in the past, I've had a clothing line and then like I just started my podcast and like I just really like doing things on my own. So I like to look up to like-minded people that also feel the need to kind of like... Um, just like pick and choose like different passions and like pursue those. Um, So that's always been very motivational for me as well. That's great. So how do you avoid comparing yourself on social media? Because I know that that's something that everybody struggles with, you know, but it's like, how do you manage to do? And then how would you give advice to other people to not do that? Because it's, it's almost impossible, (laughs) but I really want to know, because I mean, you do seem, like I said, you seem very self-aware and very confident, but I know that everybody struggles at some point. So how do you avoid doing that? Absolutely. So I think the key is not avoiding it and not kind of just like suppressing it because when you have um, intrusive thoughts like that and like really just thoughts that kind of pick at you and will deteriorate you as a person, I think the best thing is to, like I said, just not try and push it down and push them away and avoid them. Um, And that's something I've learned from meditation because that works with any negative thought and instead acknowledging it and kind of like picking it apart. I'm very much a nitpicker my own mind but it's like it has its benefits and Mm. I really really like to just be so so self-aware of when I get these fluctuating emotions and feelings and um self-views like if I look in the mirror and I'm like no 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 I'm like okay why like what caused me and I really like to go down to like the very bare minimum of what is the root of me feeling this way what caused me to feel this way did I see an Instagram picture today where this girl's waist looked like this and mine looks like this it's like it's all these things that we're feeding to our brain subconsciously and we honestly have no idea we have no yeah. clue and that is super scary and I think something a couple I've done a couple of big things so Mainly what I've done is I try to avoid seeing anything that I would compare myself to on social media. So on TikTok, on my Instagram feed, I just try not to look at like anything where I would feel um, less than. And Mm. I still like love to support like other models, anybody in the industry. But if it's something that's purely like that's going to make me feel bad because 
I'm like, oh, I wish I looked like that. And I don't, that is really toxic because that person probably doesn't even look like that in real life. And it's always a facade and we never know that. Um, And it's really hard to tell ourselves that as well. So I just try to really keep myself in check, remind myself like, okay, like I'm so real. I have this about me that I love. I have this about me. And when I do feel like comparing myself, I really, really try to just implement gratitude into my life. And gratitude has honestly brought me out of every rut I've ever been in. So that's super important to me. That's like one of my biggest values. But um, the way I show gratitude to myself is in very just like see it as it is um, ways. Like I really just try to simplify it. I don't try to overcomplicate it. I just do it just to get it out there. So that might look something like um picking out certain things about my body that I love instead of trying to pick up my flaws so I'll like acknowledge my hair I'll be like my hair is so cool you can write it down mentally like voice note whatever it is and it sounds silly but like it really does it's it's kind of about being your own best friend too. Yeah. so that's how I show myself self-love and show myself gratitude I think that's beautiful I think that's really good advice it's just kind of like flipping it and turning it on its head you know which is it's hard to do but once you do it it does make a huge difference um so let's talk about your podcast you have a new podcast that you just started and I love the title how did you come up with spiked kombucha that is such a great name (laughs) thank you so much so I love kombucha and I figured that spiked kombucha is kind of like kombucha with a little kick and yeah perfect way to describe just like the whole energy I want to put out in this podcast like who I wanted to be who I wanted to show and um it actually originated the very beginning of quarantine and it's kind of a funny story actually so I was with my boyfriend and we were gonna create a TikTok account together and we were coming up with names and we were like I don't know blah, blah, blah. and then it was it was actually his idea and he was like spike kombucha so we just made the TikTok account we didn't really stay too active on it and then coming up with the podcast name, I was like coming up with ideas. And I was like, okay, like, what do I want it to embody? What do I want people to see me as blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Spike Kombucha, like that is literally it. Like, that's it. Like it is the most perfect name for me, for my podcast. It is Oh my gosh, I love it. It's so funny. It's great. It's just lighthearted. And my podcast is my safe space now. I love having a podcast. It's so fun. It's like, it's really allowing me to just get out everything I want to get out and have a voice and just be seen and be heard and be like a person, I feel like, to other people instead of just being a model. It's so great. So, who do you want to reach with your podcast and what kind of messages are you portraying on the show? So I really want to reach like-minded people and the like-minded people I want to attract are just really motivated or have the desire to become motivated. Um, like entrepreneurial mindset, business people, um, people interested in the modeling industry, just people that are very self-motivated to pursue their own things. So people with other podcasts, authors, musicians, just people who really have deep-rooted passion for certain things and just want to grow that and very self-aware or people who want to become self-aware, like-minded people that are just very open-minded, just like good energy, good vibes. Like those are the type of people I love. So that's the type of audience I really want to accumulate here and just like resonate with. I love that. I love everything that you're doing. I love the energy that you have. And it was such a pleasure talking to you. Can you please tell my listeners where they can find you and where they can listen to your podcast? 
So my podcast, Spike Kombucha, is currently on Spotify. So you can check that out. And then my Instagram is at Allison Kimball. And Kimball has three L's at the end. <laughs> awesome. Well, Allison, thank you so much. I love everything you're doing. And I will continue to support you in your career. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. Of course. And to the listeners, thanks so much for listening. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye.